Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. Thank you guys for uh, hey. holding Yay, I'm back. He's and thank back, you for he's holding back, it. he's back. Thank you for holding it down and putting out an episode last week. I was really sick really fast, so it was uh, nice not to have to worry about it and still be able to have content out. So thank you both. I very much appreciate it. So well, thank you for being back. <laughs> so I don't have to butcher our intro. <laughs> it was fine. I heard it. It was fine. <laughs> You're like, I'm not daring how climb. Like, yes. That is very apparent very quickly. <laughs> uh so let's go into last week's poll question, Mage. All right. Last week's poll question, we asked you. How do you think the balance changes will affect your deck choices over the next few days? That was the day we recorded day of the latest set of balance changes, the changes to Warlock. We had 24 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. 70.8% of you, so almost three quarters of you said that that was going to have no effect. You were going to play the same decks you were planning on playing before. 25% of you said it would have some effect. You'd probably try playing some new decks. And we had uh, one one or two people that said they did not know, 4.2%. So mainly we, we were thinking that, you know, things were kind of just going to be full speed ahead with with uh, with those changes. And, and sure enough, it appears that that's what most of the most of the people that participated in the poll thought as well. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of what it's felt like, right? Like, I mean, there's it feels like there's a little bit less Warlock, but not it's still common enough. So it's it's not like it's unplayable now that the D6 version of the deck has not been seen since. But yes, uh, yes, that, hand that has is gone still into thing. Witness relocation is where, is where that <laughs> deck is gone to yeah. join its friend OTK Demon Hunter. I think is I those, mean those two are completely missing. I was gonna say OTK Demon Hunter still kind of exists and fell Demon Hunter as it's wow yeah it's it's the deck is morphed it's not the, the incarnation same. that it feels yeah. like feels like we've had for the better part of a year and uh, yeah yeah is, yeah you know. It's something different, but the package is still in there, so. Yeah. Uh, But, alas, yeah, D6, you will not be missed, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's move on to the news. First up, we have Alec Dawson says, next full patch to include balance changes and possibly buffs. Uh, It was posted on September 2nd. Alex tweeted, the team is looking for more balance changes and are considering buffs in addition to nerfs to address any balance issues. The tweet reads, still the plan. Previous changes were had were an addendum on initial round, short window, no lock. Um, next full patch was created specifically for balance changes. Uh, t- we are talking about many things, nerfs plus buffs. Approach to wild is an act, is extreme cases, 
Current case is probably clearing that bar. So, shocker, we're, we're getting, something's happening in wild. So, we're getting wild changes. So, good. Yeah, presu- good. Presumably, because it, we, we talked about it a little bit last week. The uh, the Warlock quest in wild is is the boogeyman right now. And it is very prevalent and very powerful with all the tools that you have access to over in wild. And uh, it's, it's pretty crazy when you can have the full quest done before you actually have the mana capable of playing the quest reward, the, the, the Blightborn Damson. And, and that, that's not even that out of the realm of normal, uh, an occurrence. That's how good that deck is. So at, at dealing a damage and, getting on the board and stuff like that. And, and it's just, it, it, it probably does need to happen. I had to stop myself from asking how the Steelers sold nerf changed things. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh wait, no, yeah, that no. card's banned. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That and it's four mana. It costs too much. I mean, I it's, it's like, I think that like, um, well, four mana, there are, I mean, you're running, Depending on the version, you're running the matron that's four mana. You're running, you know, possibly Lotheb, which is five mana. But for the most part, you're not doing the... You, you have enough ways of dealing damage to yourself that you don't need Steeler to help you get damage on yourself to complete the quest. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so it's, that... It's, it's wild that they're looking at buffs again. Yeah, it, it really is. I, I'm, I'm surprised... Um, because it's one of those things where you know they went from the standpoint of we 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 don't do buffs to we'll do buffs. We did it once, and now they've done it twice, and now they could be doing it a third time. Uh, question mark. Uh, <laughs> so I I'm not I'm not so sure if buffs are what the meta needs. If you think the the meta needs some sort of change, but um it would be interesting to see what combination of uh of nerfs and buffs that they would arrive at that they that they think is going to be uh an improvement on the on the current meta yeah it's going to be interesting i'm i'm very excited to see what the uh the next round of balance changes is going to hold <clears throat> yeah so- it's pretty interesting too the timing i think because if they do this and and with like Alex tweets and stuff, they're letting us know kind of a time frame. And the most interesting thing I think is the timing between when they could possibly be doing this until uh, the mini set. Right. So it's like, they're really yeah. trying to pace the changes to keep things interesting uh, more frequently, which is nice. I'm a, I'm a little concerned that we're changing too much too often. It, it it I mean we barely I like my feeling I get that this was an addendum these last changes these warlock changes were an addendum to what we saw uh you know a couple weeks prior but it does sort of feel like the meta is never given an opportunity to just sort of simmer for a bit and we're now talking this this time right here that we're having right now might be the longest time that we don't have balance changes between the start of the expansion and the mini set, which 
might be three weeks at, at, mo- at most, the way they're talking about an end of September thing. And then, you know, halfway through the expansion, we're talking about a mini set. Well, the beginning of October is two months into the into the this expansion. So it's it. it I, I like that they're addressing things that need to be addressed. Don't get me wrong. I just I, and we've talked about this as me and I know you, Dragon Rider, have stated this specifically as somebody that that thrives in a meta that isn't constantly shifting where where we know what's going on, where we have played reps with a deck against the same, de- you know, opponent's decks, the same way they're built, all that sort of thing. The the I guess lack of mystery in the in the meta, uh, you know, I think. I'd, I'd like a little bit more time with some of this stuff. It just let me let me get accustomed to things before they change again. But but that's that's not where we're at. <laughs> I've just been playing Quest Mage, and that that hasn't changed much. So no, <laughs> that's still pretty similar. That? I that, yeah. Uh, so let's move on here. Um, Book of Mercenaries: Tams and Rome is now available. Complete all eight encounters of the adventure will reward you with a free Warlock card pack, which contains uh, cards from the standard sets. Gift of a Loon card pack achievement solved. So this is a bit crazy. So step one has the player going through a portal puzzle maze that takes 231 actions to complete. Step two is a minion puzzle that for the first part is different for each user and resets over 12 hours. Post includes tweets from Celestron talking about solving puzzles because, you know, that's the kind of thing Celestron will tweet about. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Did, have either of you guys done this yet? No. Oh, my gosh. This nope. is in the so I. I knew that you know the 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 different sites had had mentioned that the that this had been solved and 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 you could go and do it. So I Saturday morning I went and I did this, and yeah, step one is this. Once you unlock the puzzle, it is it's basically a maze that you have to go through, and you have to attack the right minions or use the hero power button uh, to get through it, and. It is literally uh, the step-by-step instructions are in this article that we'll link to. And it's 231 actions to get through it. And uh, I was like, definitely after about the first hundred or so, I'm like, oh God, please don't screw up. Please don't screw up. Please don't screw up as I'm walking through the instructions. Cause uh, yeah, it, it was, I, but they do a really good job. And in fact, they have a nice little checkbox system. So if you could just look, this is what I need to do. I do it. I check mark and then I go to the next one and it worked out really well. The second step is this minion puzzle that the first stage of it is different for every person that goes that that starts it. And and it it's it's and then you have to do uh, play some certain cards uh, to allow you to get through this into the second stage, and and it's and it's different for every person. You play different cards based on what the opposing minion's board looks like, and every twelve hours, uh, it would reset. Yeah, you know, would 
would change. And so if you like had it sitting up and then just left it for a while, when you came back uh, or once you reconnected, uh, it would be different. And so, and if you didn't finish part two of it before you, before it reset, you'd have to go back and do part one and then part two and not as much time to get through that as it was part one, but it was still uh, a little, a little weird. I had some instructions that suggested how to do it one way and it didn't work. And then I tried it with another site's suggestions and it did work. So um, it was, it was interesting. It was pretty cool. I liked the card back quite a bit and uh, I thought it was really insightful. The post from Celeste on talking about, uh, you know, kind of how these were solved and, and how they came about uh, putting it together and that sort of thing. So, I mean, that's a pretty intense puzzle, so it's very cool to see them do that. Yeah. So then we have Ixar's Twitter question and answer number 28. Um, Dean covers Stormwind meta, wild format, and hero cards, among other topics. Regarding polar uh, meta polarization, there are rarely ever any 65 plus percent win rate matchups between any meta decks. In comparison to past metas, this is one. This one is statistically less polarized than most. Regarding hero cards, hero cards are great, just not in every expansive thing. Similar to quests, we'll do them again. And regarding a Hearthstone auction house. Been really thinking about this. Massively complex, possibly economy-breaking idea, but the upside to having players trading of some kind are really high. No plans currently, but has been on my mind. Yeah. That blew me away. That that last one actually just blew me away when I saw that response. I, I... Would love to see us get to a point where we might be able to do that. Uh, but yeah, it does. There's definitely a lot of uh, uh, potential uh, bad uh, situations that could arise from it. But Diablo 3. Cool <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm glad I'm not exactly. the only one. <laughs> no, yeah. I get it. They, they completely took that out because of how just... Uh, you know, pay to win that one ended up being, but yeah, I mean, I it's an interesting concept, but I'd rather keep the prices where they are, are are very similar. I feel like the prices would have to go up if you're able to trade, and like, I don't want like. There's a reason why I never got into Magic Online, not Arena the previous one of Magic Online, mm -hmm. where you actually own the cards because you could sell them and you could trade them. You could do whatever you want. You you like you essentially own virtual slash physical copies of the cards. They charge you the same price as a booster pack in real life, so, which makes sense. I like Hearthstone because I don't have to pay four bucks for a booster like and I can get them on sale sometimes. So, like, it's... I'm much more of the mind that I would rather... I don't know. that It's an interesting concept. I like the idea. I don't see how they implement it. But if they wanted to try it, 
I would definitely go into it with an open mind. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I feel like they also could implement this in like an incremental way or in smaller ways if they wanted to try something like that. Like maybe they could have it as like a cosmetics auction house kind of thing and and allow people to just do cosmetic type things and that way it wouldn't affect gameplay and see how people liked it, how it would actually work in game and see if that was something that would even you know, work in the first place. And then they could build upon that if it was something that, you know, was well received and actually worked right. But there's a lot of branching paths and a lot of different implications that could happen with this. So I'm going to be skeptical, <laughs> but not completely, uh, I guess, uh, turn this off as an option in my brain. Like, maybe this is something they do, but I'm going to be a little hesitant if that's, especially anytime soon, especially since he also said no no plans currently. But if something like this were to come in, it'd be quite a ways out, I'd imagine. Yeah. So the other the other comment was about hero cards that we, that we highlighted here. Um, it's been a little while since we had a hero card. Do you... Are do you, are either of you excited about the possibility of having hero cards introduced again anytime nope. soon? No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've had enough. I'm good. I'm good on those for a while. I, I, mean, I think I need a, more of a break from them. Yeah, I like them. I, I like, but they're generally really, really powerful, right? They have been historically maybe even too powerful. Tuh. T- tough to balance, I would say. Yeah. It seems like even more so than regular cards, a hero card can be can be really busted, or it can be really underwhelming. And it, <laughs> they, obviously, the ones that are underwhelming see absolutely no play, and the ones that are busted are pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So it's I I'm interested because obviously they're going to do it again. And I, would I think not it's going to be soon too. I, I was going to say gonna I would soon. not be surprised if it's the next expansion too. So we will see with that. So um, and then let's look at Masters to or uh, Grandmasters for the week, where Tiz, Psycho, and Dreadeye get wins in week three of Grandmasters. Tiz won three two over Okashinsuke. With a lineup of Quest OTK Demon Hunter, Questline Mage, Anacondra Celestial Druid, and Grote Tempo Rogue. Psycho won over RDU with a lineup of Face Hunter, Questline Mage, Weapon Rogue, and Questline Handlock. Dreadeye won over Luna Love with a lineup of Brute Demon Hunter, Questline, um, <laughs> excuse me, Questline Mage, Weapon Rogue and Questline Handlock. Warlock, Demon Hunter, and Rogue formed the top three classes in all three regions with varying order of popularity. Shaman was more popular in APAC in Americas than Europe, whereas Europe favored Mage. Paladin wasn't brought by any player, while Oni Chensu was the only place player that brought Warrior. So Warrior, what's Warrior? I haven't I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> I, can someone remind me? 
I think it's uh, that class that rogues play, and it just pops up as warrior when they're running the. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, okay, that, yeah. but when you play a rogue card, it goes back to rogue. Gotcha. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I thought I assumed it was the the deck that plays pirates uh, because they have a quest to do so. Pirates. And that's about the only thing that you. That's about the only thing you do in in, in warrior right now. Isn't to that be... a wild thing? I don't know. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Just... It, it is. Don't get me wrong. It is in a wild thing no. as well. But presumably some people are doing it in standard. Well, I've pirates. Seen, I was going to say, the people yeah. I've seen playing warrior in standard have been playing big warrior. Like There's, that... There was some big warrior. Yeah. It feels like even uh, control warrior is coming back a little bit insofar as... You know, where you've got these decks that have kind of a limited number, a limited amount of damage that they can do, uh, you know, having the ability to Rancor and, uh, you know, the Pirate Package, you've got, you know, some of those sorts of things. You can you can generate a fair amount of armor and you can kind of push yourself to a point where uh, your opponent, like if they're playing the Garrot uh, Rogue, can't do enough damage to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Uh I believe Kalis Luna brought a Rush Warrior a couple weekends ago to the Masters Tour as well. So there there is a little bit of warrior like here and there. I've heard of a couple people talking like in chat about facing big warrior. I saw like two yeah, pirate quest warriors myself today. A little bit of control like it's there, but it feels so rare, especially if you think about how popular, like, especially Rush Warrior was, like, last expansion. Yeah. And now it's just, like, gone. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, and, and, and as far as it seems like some of the, like, sites that are, you know, aggregating game data and stuff, they're, they're like, it's not a bad deck. People just, nobody's playing it. And and it's kind of like Death Rattle Demon Hunter, where it's like, well, that's a that's a Baron's deck. I don't want to play a Baron's deck, so I'm not going to end up playing Warrior because that's like, you know, the really the only deck that it feels like is any good for Warrior right now. Yeah, I think one problem actually with both, at least from from what I've seen and experienced so far, I think Warrior and death rattle demon hunter both are struggling with kind of the the faster decks right now like a lot of the shamans especially um maybe a little bit of rogue but i mean my experience i've also been playing a lot of elemental shaman this month and i just like demolish every quest warrior i see like i'm still at like 25 or 30 health and they just die the i played one on on stream today they even completed the quest and had the the quest you know completed for multiple turns and kept replacing their weapon and dealing damage and i still just like beat them down with elemental shaman and it was like sorry <laughs> you know <laughs> sorry about your pirates <laughs> i mean i mean the issue the issue is board based decks are having <laughs> some if you can't go super face or super fast as a board based deck like face yeah. hunters like the the deck that can you know be board based and still like rock a mage but like rush warrior is way too slow for 
the fast decks and the slow decks demolish it. Like that's that's the problem, right? Because like the the like the the slower like quest line decks are like have in, inevitability over them. Like oh great, you played a you know a seven seven. Well, I just played three giants and an eight six, and like. I heal yeah. and like anything you do, like just brings me fat closer to my Baron scavengers and my bristlebacks. Like, or like, okay, play min, play a minion a turn. I will freeze it. I will hit it with a fire spell and I'll play an arcane spell. Dawn grasp. What what armor? Ha ha ha. What what's armor? <laughs> I will literally burn through it. So like that's yeah. it. It just feels yeah. like the like the high end of the meta. Like the decks that were really powerful, like Quest Shaman, like Quest Shaman would ro- or like Quest Shaman just probably like destroys Warrior in my head. I'm not sure how the matchup is, but it's probably a pretty good matchup for Quest uh, Quest Shaman. So like, yeah, I think that's yeah, it- I I think that's what the the issue is. Right? Is it's it, it is an older deck, yes, but like the popular decks right now, the 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 high end of the meta, like kind of doesn't allow warrior to play much yeah i and and the the quest as you pointed out isn't quite enough to overcome it and it's it's one thing when you like you can complete your quest a turn or two faster it seems like than the warrior can and then like they're playing their their Captain Ricara, getting the Juggernaut, and then you're hitting them for lethal. So they didn't even get anything off. Yeah, the yeah it's like there. go ahead and equip your weapon. Guess my fireballs are just gonna do nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. All right. Let's uh let's go ahead and talk about some tournament stuff. And I have some really cool stuff to share. Actually, here I found some. Some pretty neat stuff. So we do have, I, I talked last week about that last weekend was the final qualifying period for Masters Tour Stormwind. So now this upcoming weekend, September 9th, uh, is going to be the first weekend to start qualifying for Masters Tour Undercity, which is going to take place in November. It's like November 19th through the 21st. I'm um, sorry, towards the end of November there. Now, I do want to make a clarification here for those who might be wondering. Masters Tour Undercity, uh, we're starting the qualifier tournaments now for that. But this month for the rest of September, that actually, the latter qualifying is still for Masters Tour Stormwind, which is the Masters Tour happening in October. So there's only one month to qualify via ladder for Masters Tour Undercity, and that's October, so next month, but the top 32 on ladder next month will qualify and not just top 16. So it's kind of like two months into one for the amount of people. Uh, But just uh, keep that in mind if you are trying to qualify via ladder, especially since I know here we talk a lot about, uh, you know, ladder specifically. Uh, But another cool thing, I don't know if anybody else has seen this, there are now some uh, tournaments being featured on the desktop game launcher kind of in in like a community category they have news and and i saw there's a community one so i was looking into it checking it out and this is what looks to be an official activision blizzard run tournament and there's multiple tournaments via a website called game battles 
www.majorleaguegaming.com. Very interesting. So these look like very official tournaments. There's some for the America server, some for Europe. Uh, they've got just some like 128 player cap tournaments for a hundred dollar prize pool. And they're advertising for this coming weekend, uh, a, on each Americas and Europe, like a 512 player cap tournament that has a thousand dollar prize pool. These are free to enter, but I just thought it was really interesting. We'll have the link, but, um, what, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Like, it's Major League Gaming. They already do a lot of the other, you know, Overwatch, uh, Warcraft, Starcraft, all of the, like, Call of Duties. But now we're, we're seeing on there, and if you look at the bottom of the website, too, it says 2021. So I am really interested. Maybe this is where we're starting to see, like, a shift in how the tournaments are run or where they're run from. I don't know. You guys have any thoughts on this? I'm interested. It's cool. It's it. This is kind of giving that like um, that like secondary market back of like other places that have tournaments and like gives people chances at prize pool outside of like the major Blizzard events. So I think this is pretty cool. No, I think anytime you can do more, more, more uh, tournaments and stuff, give people more options to to participate. I, I I like it. So I I I pro I will not be doing it most likely, but uh I for those of you that, that want to do that, I, I'm glad that you have another uh, another way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well I, I'm excited for these. I'm gonna continue keeping an eye out for them and uh if anybody plays in them, I'd love to hear what your experience is like. Um it looks like I did have to like create an account and stuff on the game battles website, kind of like you do for um, the. Wow, drawing a blank. The other website, Battlefy or something. Battlefy, yes, thank you. I was like, battle something, <laughs> battle net. No, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it was really easy to to sign up on there and everything. But I'm really interested to see because the MLG stuff in the past, I've always felt like has been uh, really cool to watch. It's been you know like a very very top end um, tournament stuff. So I'm really interested to see if they push more Hearthstone with it. But um, yeah, that's, that's what I have so far for, uh, for tournaments. Oh, a quick update on mine. I completed 19 qualifiers. Oh. For, yeah. I ended up um, this last weekend. I actually took a motorcycle class uh, to learn how to ride a motorcycle so I wasn't able to play at all Saturday, Sunday. And I was like, all right, cool. This is fine. I'll do some on like the Thursday night for Asia and then Friday. And did the couple on the America server on Friday and then completely spaced the Asia one for Friday night. And went, oh, no. Oops. Well, um, but, you know, after 19 tournaments, I went 19 and 19. So I had an exactly 50% win. <laughs> which was nowhere near enough to have qualified, even if I had gotten the last one in. So I don't feel too bad, but we'll see how it goes. Maybe I can do some more. Yay. Uh, good luck. Yeah. We're pulling yes. for you. 
So that is it for our tournaments. Um, but Mage, would you like to introduce us to our main topic? <laughs> All right. Our main, t- we, we had, uh, you know, some discussions before, before the show as to what we were going to do for a main topic tonight. And I proposed a little game. We're going to play a game called play it or mullet. Yes, it's a hair joke there. Uh, it is a agree or disagree with the with the statements. We have two awesome competitors here in Daring Alkaline and Dragon Rider who will be giving you their takes on these statements, whether they would agree with or play the statement or they would mullet and disagree with the statement and give us a little reason why. I will throw my two cents worth in as we go as uh you know i'm the host i get to do that sort of thing and uh, there you go so uh without further ado we have we have uh eight statements here that we're going to give uh some thoughts on uh dragon rider i am going to give you the first one to start off the first statement do you play or mull this statement it is despite being nerfed already Warlock needs to be nerfed again. Mullet. Get it out of there. Nah. It's fine now after all those nerfs. I think it's 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 at a good level. Okay, okay. Daring Alkaline, your response to despite being nerfed already, Warlock needs to be nerfed again. I'm gonna play it. I think I the only reason like honestly and this is personal preference that I think the quest reward just the fact that that inevitability kills other control decks like it is an anti-control deck and it does a lot of things tempo wise too I'm just like this deck does too much and that end reward kills any chance of anything we like well, I'm just going to control the game. So, like, I would like to see that change. I don't think that's likely, but I think, personally, I would like to see more control decks in the meta. So, I'm going to play that statement. So, I, I think Warlock just heals a little bit too well right now. And I think that they're not susceptible to aggro decks at very well, very much. And the fact that they're so good against control decks, if if I was to tweak them, I would I would tweak the healing that they are able to do, whether they be in the quest or some of the tools that uh, the healing tools that are in there. I don't think like handlock by itself necessarily is like overpowered, but I think there's definitely some cards in there that most decks need to be. T- need to be weak to something and and i'm not quite sure what handlock is all that weak to right now and so there um my my favorite thing is the buff of um cult neophyte with tamsin one <laughs> if you've done that interaction oh yeah oh yeah yes so if you have a uh zero mana spell after they play the cult neophyte it's one and if you have the smaller Tamsin, the one three Tamsin on the board, and you play one of the, you know, you play your 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 shadow spell, you're supposed to get a zero mana copy. 
and the zero mana copy does not get duplicated. But because of the cult neophyte, the second copy you get from Tamsin is one mana, and it keeps chaining it. You keep getting the same spell over and over yep. again. So it works Did you really ever well. not see that Dragon Rider? <laughs> yes, no. it is. No, yep. it is really good. It is oh. really good. That is the way to. That is the way the deck can really punish the uh, playing of Cult Neophyte. Is um, you know oh. in the mid to late game especially because you could get like five touch of Nathrazims off or something because oh, and I have uh, it's wonderful you know, yeah it's it, it's just absolutely the most ridiculous thing ever yeah oh so. oh f that f that all right bring bring this back into my hand I moved right. it away but like all right bring bring it back all right all right okay the second statement daring it's gonna go to you first. Alusia being good in an aggressive deck after being a game-winning card in a control deck proves it needs to be nerfed. Mull that. Come on. Usha's awesome. Let, let, let her ride. Let her ride. <laughs> I, I I think, I mean, I don't know what you do to nerf her. So, like, I, I honestly, it's an interesting effect. It's very powerful, but it's a one of legendary. So, like... I don't know. I, I feel like it's fine. So I I don't think it needs nerf personally. And I don't play I do not play Shadow Priest. I do not like playing against Shadow Priest. And that's my opinion, so mm, okay. Dragon Rider, what is your thoughts? Do you play or mull? Alusia being good in an aggressive deck after being a game winning card in a control deck proves it needs to be nerfed. I'm I'm mulling this one too. I'm mulling it. You know, wow. I, I just I understand the frustration with Alusha, but I I feel, <laughs> I feel okay. Here's another bold statement. I feel like the people that are really upset about that, it's a residual effect from before. It's just like a cascading. Like it was really good before. And now it's even somewhat good, so they're like, oh, it's way too good. I don't know. And I I think Alusha is just one of those cards that is so meta-dependent that, like, even right now, I I don't know if people can play Alusha all the time. Like, it's not just a guaranteed, like, hey, just play it and cool, you're going to win. I feel like maybe before that was the case more often, but I don't think right now it is. So I... I don't think it's as big of an issue. So I I have to say that I feel like this is something that we should play because it how we saw so right now Shadow Priest is playing this card if for no other reason than you play three mana and your opponent doesn't get a turn next turn because you've played all your cards except Alusia and Alusia and, and, and they you're giving them an empty hand. They'll get whatever they top deck from your deck the next turn. But the fact that you basically lock out your opponent. We had a card that did this. It's called Time Warp. It costs five mana. And now Shadow Priest is running it as a Lucia, playing three mana for it, and can actually, you know, create multiple copies of it with uh with the with the nice raise raise dead spell. 
obviously those aren't that isn't necessarily the card you want to raise dead but it is it is, it is incredibly frustrating to me at least and i and i don't think i'm alone that that you know you kind of set up your hand to win against priest you do kind of all that fighting in the early game and you're like maybe one turn away from from stabilizing or something and then they swap decks with you and you have nothing to play and, and like that's the t- that that might be the one turn they need in order to win the game, and uh, it's just it's rough. I mean, it, it, yes, I agree. I've been frustrated by it, but I've also beaten the Lucia by controlling the board and like keeping them uh, off of uh, a massive board presence. So it's kind of one of those things that it. <sighs> Yes, it it could potentially win them the game, but like a lot of the times they're a snowball effect anyways. So like Alusha just speeds up the snowball, I feel like most of the time and that it might have been inevitable. You might have been able to stabilize. Like I've had turns where I could have stabilized and they Alusha'd me and then I lose, but there's also been times where they've literally played Alusha and nothing much happened because I'd been, you know, controlling the board and I was able to fight back super aggressively on board and, you know, clear when I could and just, you know, focus on keeping their board presence low. And then all of a sudden it doesn't really matter. The card doesn't matter. So it it, it is definitely frustrating i hear you and i agree with you that it's it is a it is certainly a feels bad card okay statement number three we're going back to dragon rider first my question to you do you play or mall combo decks are too prevalent in the current meta oh i love these questions um okay Mullet. Mullet, get it out of there. (laughs) Um, So first of all, I'm just going to say, I really am. I know we had this discussion like a couple weeks ago and all that, but I really am kind of just trying to think completely differently about the definitions of combo or aggro or control. Um, I've talked about this on my stream since then as well. Just like, I'm just kind of getting away from using those terms. And also, it's weird because I think if you asked this statement to, you know, a hundred people, a thousand people, they would all have such different answers because they all define combo differently. So for me, it's like, get it out of there because that's that. No, just <laughs> get the whole statement out of there. Um, I don't think they're too prevalent. That I think may, they that may that may have been why I asked the or made the statement. <laughs> I love it. Um, in terms of actually, like, are they too prevalent or is that kind of type of deck? If we're going to try to define it too prevalent. I think after the nerfs, especially, I think a lot of decks are more on an even playing field right now. And I, I feel like a lot of people just don't like the back and forth. I know I'm I'm one person like that. Like when you can play four different decks and each one has like that rock, paper, scissors kind of matchup. I really, I don't like that term either. I don't know. We got to find better terms for stuff. <laughs> but that like back and forth where it feels like a more balanced meta, but I hate it 
because then it's like, okay, well, this one deck I'm trying to play has a good matchup there, a 50 there, a 50 there, and a terrible matchup there. And I'm seeing those four decks or, th or three of those fairly evenly. I feel like I get stuck on ladder and I hate it. So are <laughs> they too prevalent? I don't think so. All right, Daring, you're up now. Are combo decks are too prevalent in the current meta? Do you play it or do you mull it? I mull it. I trying to think like th this goes back to the definition things. Like I consider Fell Demon Hunter a combo deck. Uh, maybe Questline a combo deck. What other combo decks? Like I get and like I guess Garrote Rogue. But, like, all the other decks, I wouldn't consider combo decks. Like, questline decks, I wouldn't consider combo decks. So, like, I don't feel like quest decks are all too prevalent, personally. So, like, but that goes back to, like, what I think. Like, when I think of a combo deck, I think of, like, Shutterwalk Shaman. Like, that's, like, the golden, in my mind, the ideal combo deck like it has a combo fish you have to build up the combo and like i don't consider like going down the quest line and then killing your opponent with the reward so much a quest you know a combo it's just like you do a thing that you're probably gonna do anyways like like shutterwalk shaman like were you gonna play serenite chain game ra randomly in shaman at that point in time probably not but with the combo effect, like you built towards it, you know, so that's why I I don't see it as as a problem. But that all goes back to that whole definition thing, yeah. right? I I think I think that there is a lot of people that look at decks right now and say these are these are the certain cards they need in order to win, and if there are certain cards that you actually have to have in order to win a game, then they're being lumped into that sort of combo deck sort of thing. I think of like maybe lion's frenzy isn't necessarily a combo card, but at the same time, like being able to equip that and hit your opponent for, for 15 or something that goes a long way towards potentially winning you the game. And I'm not even talking about necessarily one turn combo decks. I'm talking about maybe over the span of two turns, you can, you can take chunk somebody down from most of their life total uh, and and be able to to win a game that way, and so I, yes, there there aren't necessarily decks that I could say, okay, this is the Ilganoth, you know, Moarg Moarg thing that you're gonna do and win the game. But there are definitely some decks that have some really key cards that they basically have to draw in order to, in order to win a matchup, and so some of those decks are being called combo decks right now. Uh, statement number four, back to you, Daring Alkaline. Do you play it or do you mull it? Quest lines are, for the most part, too easy to complete. Yeah, I play that all day. I mean, I, I there's, there's not much more to say about that. And it's just like, you just play that all day because, it's, I mean, if they weren't easy to complete, they would not be all over the place, I think. So, like, people would have tried them out at the beginning, and it would have faded into obscurity besides, like, the one good one. But there's multiple of them that are really shining, and it's, I feel like, even the not great ones um, are pretty easy to complete. Like, the priest one being, I think, probably the hardest, 
Um, and no one's like there might be someone trying to kind of make that work, but like K- other Kibler's than that, making Kibler's actually making a, a version of that work, and uh, I mean it, K- it's yeah. Kibbles, I mean, yes, Kibbles, Kibbles also but... Jewel of Nazothing the Rat King too <laughs> but you know that doesn't mean it's great just because he can make yes. it work doesn't like True. he can make yes, like but, but no yeah. it, it, they were talking about it on this week's Vicious Syndicate podcast that the actual the, the quest priest deck that you know Kibbler and a few others are playing actually might not be complete you know tier four lower than no it no i is fairly decent i it makes sense with the meta because of what it does and what it counters with the towers and all that stuff like in the ogre mancers so it, it it feels like it hits a certain niche but it's still like it's still weak to the the same things that priests are normally weak to so like but even then, it's it's the most difficult quest to complete by far. All the others are just like, well, I was going to do that anyways. Right. Right. So. Dragon Rider, what about you? Do you play or mull the statement quest lines are, for the most part, too easy to complete? This is the first one I'm going to play. Because, yeah, when we all were talking and a lot of the community was saying, Mage is going to be really difficult to complete because we can't play very many frost spells. And wow, is it one of the <laughs> most freaking popular decks? Yeah, they're a bit too easy. <laughs> Warlock is popular, has been nerfed multiple times. Maybe there's an issue. <laughs> yeah, yep, play that, play that statement. All right, yeah, I there's definitely some quests that feel like they're a bit. I don't want to say easy, but definitely just it doesn't feel like a like a big deck building setup or just playing in the game setup that you're just kind of kind of do the thing that you were gonna do and you could just go ahead and uh, and complete stuff. And when you can see multiple stages of a quest completed in the same turn, it really makes you wonder whether or not the quest lines are too easy. So, all right. Statement number five, back to you, Dragon Rider. My statement to you, do you play or mull? Lifesteal is the most powerful keyword we have in Hearthstone. You know, I've been thinking about this one actually since we started our, our game here. And, you know, I think I'm going to play this one. I I actually have been thinking about it. I think lifesteal is more powerful than I think a lot of people give it credit for. Uh, it's useful in a lot of different decks, a lot of different kind of archetypes, a lot of different scenarios. It's on minions, it's on spells, and it really can make the difference between a win or a loss. So, yeah, I- I'm I'm going to play this statement. All right, daring Alkaline to you. Do you play or mull? Lifesteal is the most powerful keyword we have in Hearthstone. I'm I'm gonna go uh, consult with my friend, the battlegrounds battlemaster. Um, no, sh- we're we're both gonna mull it and say, in fact, wind fury <laughs> is the most powerful keyword <laughs> in in, uh, in in Hearthstone right now because getting to attack twice with one minion, doubling a minion's damage, is the most powerful thing. Like there was a time there 
where it, and that's still warlock's win condition paladin's win condition stick stick large minions hit them for 32 damage in a turn so like i feel or, like or even mid-sized minions yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly it, it like i feel like um life steel is probably more universally useful but in this term of like sheer raw power, it's got to be Wind Fury, in my opinion. I just, I just think the the ability to swing uh, with life steal, both you're potentially removing minions or or health from something, as well as giving it to you that that double, like you're talking about with the double attack, the 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 double swing in in health there tends to be just so powerful and it feels like it's like whenever i'm rooting for things right now it's usually don't have the lifesteal thing otherwise i've otherwise i'm screwed so all right question statement number six to you daring first i ask you do you play or mull discover the discover keyword is it the most skill intensive keyword ever added to the game Ah, wow. Yeah, I've been thinking about this one. I honestly, I think I'm going to play it. Um, I think because there's there's obviously times when Discover is very, very, very obvious when you go looking for that specific answer or like you look for lethal, you know, that is something that's pretty easy. It's the the foresight of grabbing something that might not stand out to you right away as like really good or to set up some other effect. So like I think it can be really, really challenging and rewarding, especially with things that don't start in your deck. So yeah, I, I go ahead and give this a play. Okay, Dragon Rider, your thoughts on the statement discover is the most skill intensive keyword ever added to the game. Do you play it or do you mull it? Well, I'm going to be a little biased here because I added this one. But, you know, <laughs> yes, I'm going to play it. Um, I've I've always thought that I love discover at first. I was like, this is a really cool mechanic. You know, this is adds another layer. But I think over time, as they've built upon Discover as well, I feel like it's just become more and more skill intensive um, because you really have to balance, like Daring said, what is it that you're looking for? What mana cost do you have left? Are you looking to play whatever you find this turn? Are you setting it up for a, a, a future turn? Uh, what are you setting it up for? There's so many things. And then if you don't find your ideal card you're looking for, how do you maneuver with what you are given? And I, I've seen a lot, even in competitive play and on streams, that sometimes those cards that were discovered, that, that they went with, especially some of those ones that like, well, that seemed like a weird pick. But then they were and they were able to use it in a way that actually won them the game and made the difference. So, yeah, I I, I play this statement. I feel like this is a, an intensely skill intensive keyword. Yeah, I think it's I think the ability to adapt your game plan and things like that, ability to see ahead several turns and and pick the 
the right card when you're discovering uh, definitely does show a level of of skill that that I don't think everybody has and and can 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 can, can claim. And so I, I definitely I'm hard pressed to think of something more skill intensive than, than that keyword. So I, I get where you're coming from. All right, Dragon Rider, our seventh statement. Back to you to start with. It is looking at the current meta now. Um, I want to know, do you play or mow the statement buffs will improve the balance of the meta? Wow. I, I honestly don't know how to answer this. This is one that I, I run out the mulligan timer because I'm like, oh, do I keep this? Do I not keep this? Uh, okay. This is very matchup dependent, but I think in the general, without knowing a specific matchup, I'm going to have to mull it. I, I think I'm actually going to mull this because of some other things that we talked about Things that, like, Daring mentioned with, like, the Warlock questline specifically. Um, or just, you know, some of the ways that the meta plays out with, like, Warrior and that kind of stuff that we talked about previously. I think the buffs would have to be fairly significant or would have to... There, there would have to be a lot of cards buffed to improve the balance of the meta. And overall, I do kind of think <laughs> the meta is balanced. Not necessarily the most fun, but overall it feels fairly balanced. So that that's my Okay. Okay. Didn't you didn't run out the, the timer. You get you got it in there. You you you're good. All right. Daring Alkaline, I I uh ask or make the same statement to you. Do you play or mull? Buffs will improve the balance of the meta. I didn't know where to come down on this, so I'll take the interesting route and choose the opposite of Dragon Rider. I'm playing it. <laughs> there you go. That's what um, I like to hear. I mean, I think there's the Dragon Rider's right, but there is a potential, um, and it does not say immediately make cha changes to the positive changes to the meta. I think the buffs they've made in the past have generally made uh, positive changes to the meta overall. So I think that that can be a solid statement. Um, and I like it. So, I mean, I could go either way on this one because it, it, it's it's a crapshoot. It's really, this is like one of the harder ones to answer. It really is. Like even with an opinion, I feel like it goes back and forth. So I, I, I choose play. Again, I tried to pick the statements that weren't necessarily the easiest to come up with an answer. I also was trying to come up with things that I thought you two might disagree on. So so as not to, uh, you know, just have a, a complete agreement fest while we're playing our game here. So there we go. Thank you for, for taking the opposite side on that one. We have come to the final statement of Play It or Mullet Stormwind Edition. It is to you. Daring Alkaline, I ask you, do you play or mull the statement Encanter's Flow, reducing card cost to zero, is a problem? So I know how Dawn's going to answer this, so I'm going to mull it. It is not a problem. It's super fun and interactive, and I'm done. <laughs> interactive? Dra 
Do we need to go back to our talk about definitions? Because I think you might have a, a incorrect definition good of times. interactive and fun. I have good times when I play zero mana spells. I don't know about you, but I have a real good time. Yeah, zero mana encounters flow or zero mana ignites are, are like the best thing ever. So, uh, Dragon Rider to you, player mole encounters flow reducing cards costs to zero is a problem. Yeah, play it. I know Daring already knew I was going to say that because how many times have I gone on this rant? Yeah, that's a problem. But also, too much card draw. Being able to play all that zero-cost stuff. <sighs> What's the problem with zero mana draw four cards? I don't... I don't oh, see the issue here. No. <laughs> oh. would, would you pre- would you prefer a, a nice refreshing mana spring water that uh, allows you to regain mana crystals while drawing cards? You know, I, I actually don't have as much of an issue with Encanter's Flow. When people play the cards at the cost that they are in the game for, it's when they get discounted or they discount and draw a bunch that no i don't like it <sighs> i don't know i just this i think what i'm saying is how people who hate alusha and they talk about alusha probably feel like when i'm talking about this they're like okay like okay crazy lady all right whatever and then <laughs> no i hear them I mean, talking about alusha and i'm like eh, okay i don't know so- to to be serious, I, I I think anytime you can make cost cards cost zero, outside of a few circumstances, um, smaller circumstances, like I'm fine with prep in rogue. I'm fine with shadow step in rogue. Like that makes a two mana card cost zero. You know, I guess I mean it's, but like that's just one card. Like you can literally make. You when you play it at on turn two, or, you know if you play on turn two, that's what twenty three cards. You just reduce your deck by twenty three mana, and then you can do it again, and then you could potentially do it multiple more times. So like, it's it's just it gets a little bit silly to have just you know be like, all right, well I draw four cards and I blast you in the face for. 35 damage. By the way, I just spent two mana. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the biggest thing really, like, in all seriousness, is the combination of the things. Because I've talked about it on yeah. stream, and, and I'm sure we've all had those kind of games where it's like, okay, wow, the mage plays both encanters flow early, and they find no draw, and they just do nothing. Even though their cards are discounted, they just sit there and don't do anything and it's like okay <laughs> they cool. just have a bunch of unspent yeah. mana at the end of, uh, at yeah. the end of each or, turn or the games where they find all of their draw and they can win it's a lot slower because they haven't discounted anything but they find the draw part so like they really do work together and i i've noticed i feel like since the latest nerfs and stuff the times when they get the most like fluent game is when they get one encanter's flow and some draw which doesn't usually discount a lot of their stuff to zero, but it's it's like those things working in tandem, and it's it's hard to say like which one is the biggest offender because you know it, I've, again I've been playing a lot of elemental shaman. It's kind of the same thing, right? You can discount your elementals, 
with Forgeborn, which feels great, but there's not very much draw in the Elemental Shaman deck. Like, you can play the, uh... uh, The Dungeoneer and... Yes, thank you. I don't know, I can't remember card names today. Yeah, you can get the Dungeoneer and you draw one spell and one Elemental that's now discounted by one. It's like, okay, woo! Yay! There's my two draw! (laughs) Alright! You know, whereas Mage can be like, like Daring said, alright, here's my zero or one mana, draw four, and then I'll play this and draw two, and then refresh my mana, and then I play this for draw three, and it's like, wh- what? So, it's, so and, and one, of, one, of the, one of the things that really drives it home, too, is some of their best board control uh, tools cost one to two mana. So, like, Brain Freeze, First Flame, you play one in Canner's Flow, those cards become free. And yeah. like after after Varden, if you need to stall for time and control the board, six uh, one zero mana freeze and deal six damage, and then like one mana deal ten damage over two spells to two different minions or one minion. Like the fact that that like the board clear and the stall and the control becomes basically free. After that, and the draw gets cheaper, like, everything just, like, unlocks. And that's, I mean, I feel that's where it starts to become, like, a little too powerful. But obviously, there, there, it's, it feels bad to lose against, but, like, you don't always hit it. But, like, as we've seen in the past... Cards probably should not be reduced to zero, except for a few small cases. So, yeah. Well, I I will say though, if you're if you are playing an elemental shaman against a celestial alignment druid, and they play alignments, and then you play forgeborn, all of your elementals now cost zero, and that <laughs> feels great. Playing a a six five deal four elemental for zero, whoo, oh, good feeling. But it probably shouldn't be zero. No. <laughs> well, to be fair, you play a, a zero mana six five that does four damage, and then they play their entire deck the next turn and gain like thirty six armor and put a bunch of eight drops on the board. Unless you kill them right there. Well, that I was gonna say that's the thing though. In that matchup, <laughs> like if they play alignment. They're probably just dead anyways, because you've already gotten on the board and killed them. But, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not a good... That's a... I mean, it's the, it's the classic druid problem where it's like, this is aggressive deck, so like, just like, I want to do things. You're like, yeah, well, I'm going to kick your teeth in, and you're going to have to yeah. deal with that. So... Thank you for the game, Mage. That yes, was fun. thank you. It was, was fun. Good discussion. Thank you to our competitors for playing it. The play it or mullet game. We'll be doing it again from time to time, and uh, yeah, that was that was great. Um, I'm going to jump into our poll question for this week. We had Alec Dawson hinting at the they're considering doing buffs uh, with the next ba- with a n- next balance patch. So we want to know from you: Do you think card buffs would make the Stormwind meta better? Pretty simple. No, I don't know if it's. We have simple answers, but I don't know if it's a simple question. So is it yet? Do you think yes, no, or you're not sure on whether or not you think card buffs would make the Stormwind meta better? Vote. Tell us what you think. 
and we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can follow our top pin tweet to take it take you to the Dr3 Discord, and you can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Um, and you can find myself at Daring Alkaline on Twitter and twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline. Um, I finished Bloodborne, so now I'm just trying to... I was like, I'm going to take a little bit of break, and then I'm like, I want to play Neo 2, which is another Soulsborne game. So, like, guess I'm doing that to myself now. So, <laughs> so that's what I'll be playing and streaming for the uh, the near future. So, Dragon Rider, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, you can find me on twitch streaming now tuesday through saturday mornings although the next couple of weeks my schedule is going to be slightly wonky so just stay tuned for some stuff coming uh but that's twitch.tv slash dragon dk and also dragon dk on youtube and uh okay so i mentioned it last week with mage but yeah i totally put out like a a feeler tweet like hey who would be interested in doing a mercenaries podcast with me and holy crap like did you all blow me away with the responses like that's awesome i'm actually gonna have to i feel bad i'm gonna have to send out messages and figure out and narrow down who i would like to have join me on the podcast because i had such an insane response so thank you for everybody who has joined for that and uh, i guess look forward to me starting a mercenaries podcast (laughs) Also, where can we get coaching from you at? Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, you can also get some coaching, uh, either some sort of just like play, ladder coaching, tournament coaching, casting coaching, whatever you want to do, uh, over at proguides.com slash, uh, let me say it's just coach. Let me make sure that I actually say this correctly. Yes, proguides.com slash coach slash dragon rider DK. No, awesome. just Dragon Rider. Just Dragon Rider. <laughs> Coach slash <laughs> Dragon yeah. Rider. It's, it's on my Twitter in, in my bio. It's the link, so you can find it there. Awesome. And Mage, where can we find you? So you can find me on Twitter talking about Hearthstone and D&D and other games that I'm playing. And apparently, by the way, uh, so Daring and I were talking about this uh in discord we both ran into brian kibler mm-hmm. on ladder last week uh on the on like the first of the month yeah and apparently my game with him ended up in a video of his uh, so if <laughs> yep. you would like to see me get beat by brian kibler um he was playing the rat king i was playing only my second game ever of standard shadow priest and uh, yeah, he he had he ended up beating me pretty uh, pretty handily, and uh, so you can uh, we'll, I have a link somewhere where you can find it, and uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Major Death. I'm sorry, Mage. I did not make that video because I won my game. <laughs> yes, shout out, <laughs> shout, shout out to Sidisi for letting me know that I was in the video. I have not. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to get through it yet, but uh, yeah, oh yeah, apparently. it's it's interesting. It's it's definitely an interesting deck. Yeah, it's a very Kibler deck. Yes. So 
So, um, it looks, it, I think you played it, I didn't see what your hand looked like, but you're playing Shadow Priest and your hand gets very thin very quickly. Yes. So it looks like you played it to the best of your ability and he was just yeah, able I, to flip I, it. Yep. And I did finally get gambling and I got a, a, a decent gambling turn, but it was a little too late, too little too late as it turned out in, uh, yeah. Um, he unexpectedly had a way of buffing all his one one rats, which I which I was not expecting as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely check it out if you if you would like to do that. And uh, yeah, all right, guys, thank you as always for tuning in this week, and you've been listening to Doctor Three.